Coming up tonight on another episode of the Big Footy Podcast, we talk about all the big issues of the week, including James Hurd's return, are the Suns doomed without Ablett, who are the biggest umpire pets, Carlton's appointment of Stephen Trigg, and we ask, where the hell is Seppo? All that and more, coming right up. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. I have with me a stellar cast this evening. I have with me the elderly uh, messenger. Good evening. Good evening. And the old-fashioned Mike. <laughs> Hello. Who are you calling old-fashioned, you old fart? I'm just saying, for people that are around when uh, William the Conqueror was uh, <laughs> doing the Battle of Hastings and things, um, just you might be a little bit older than... People might think that's all. Hey, on, hang on. You uh, haven't introduced Seppo. Well, Se- oh, introduce Seppo. Not joining us this evening for reasons that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on, hang on, hang on. You saying that Seppo's not here? Well, we, we haven't been able to find him. We've been looking. And oh my god! There, there's posters out. There's a reward being offered, and yep, just this. We've got search parties out. Just can't be oh. found, messenger. Oh, um, no. I, I don't know why that is. He, he could be in real trouble. I mean, I we talked about this last week, and we were sure that, Mes- that Seppo was going to have the absolute evening of his life as Frio did things to St Kilda that you should only see in German <laughs> movies made in the eighties. No, and, <laughs> and 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 then I turned to Vera. I thought it was a cruel joke. I thought it was a replay of Round Twenty Three last year. But lo and behold. St Kilda were giving were, were St Kilda were, were giving the treatment to Fremantle. I've just got it was unbelievable. I've got images of Ilsa Shewolf of the SS and the Saints. Hey, let me just let me just say <laughs> I, I've never I've never never looked at a Hoover the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is, I, look, is, is it tr- possible Seppo died of shame? Look, um, we've got psychics out looking for him. There are rumours that he's, you know, he's, he's gone the same route as the Beaumont children. Um, I've been unable to confirm that he uh, took a ride through Belangelo State Forest recently. <laughs> Never to be seen again. He's, <laughs> you know, he said something about Wolf Creek. It's, I honestly don't know, and uh, I think it's something that we'll have to keep an eye on in coming weeks. Um I think the Russian foreign minister might be putting out a message about it any time now, blaming the uh, Ukrainians for it. Who knows? Poor Seppo. I, I, I feel bad for him. I mean, but but then again, they did lose to St Kilda. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the shame of that? <laughs> even even Carlton didn't lose to St Kilda this year. Even even Carlton didn't do it. I mean, it's a pretty low hurdle to jump if Carlton can jump over it. <laughs> Yes, sadly, that is, that is true. How'd the Bulldogs go against the Saints? Have you guys played them yet, Mike? No, we haven't actually played them yet. Well, there's hope yet. Oh, there you go. There's hope yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, might, you, you might just want to mind your P's and Q's until you've actually... Uh, yeah, but yeah. hang on, hang on. Hang, hang on, Messenger. We didn't well, lose to Melbourne, though. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that, there is some shame in that one. That right. Some shame? Some shame. But, but when we're talking about shame, I have to put my hand up here. Yes. Because after Friday night, I now support a team that 
I, I was beaten by a team that lost to Carlton. So it's sort of like a, it's, you know, losing to North Melbourne and watching Carlton beat them, it's, it makes me, makes me question my place in this world. It's awful. Well, we all have our foibles and, and our issues to deal with. Mine are my club, and we'll get to that shortly. If I get to the lat, I'm going to do some quick fire research while you're doing the talking. All right, you to talk. But the other thing I'm we researching, and, and so obviously, uh, Seppo, um, wherever he's gone, we assume he's dead and won't be returning. So if you'd like to be on the podcast, uh, shoot us a message. Uh, I'm obviously the Wookie. You can find me on the Big Footy forums. Um, shoot us a message telling us in you know 50 words or less uh, why you think you should be on the on the podcast. Uh, we've got a vast following apparently. Um, which increases all the time to our absolute consternation and uh, astonishment. And uh, so, yeah, shoot us a message, yep. and you too could be one of the <laughs> one of one us. Of the, one of the three people who download the podcast each week. I, I actually downloaded a thousand times, so it, it boosts the yes. numbers. But and if there are any um, are any um, Fremantle supporters out there who'd like to step into the breach uh, that um, the recently departed Seppo. Um, had please, please. We we always want some representation from the West. And Seppo was a terrific podcaster, but oh well. Anyway. Maybe we should have a minute of silence. Do you think we should have a minute of silence? Would that go well on a podcast? No, no. Time is of the essence here. And speaking of people that have gone missing, James Hurd has come back from uh, uh, from Paris. May as well be Perth, but it is Paris, and he's back, and he's come back early. Apparently, guys. Um. Welcome back, James Hurd. Did he fail his course? Yeah, we're we pleased to have him back. He looked very well tanned mm, for someone and, who went to uh, Paris. Bit of a bit of a delayed kick in of the old peptides, perhaps. Mm. And uh, I don't know. It was is he also taking the one for the stiffy? <laughs> what? Is there a stiffy? One of the peptides was meant to give you an erection. And no, no, we've no, officially no, reached the low me. point of the podcast. I don't know, I'm, I'm stating a scientific fact. <laughs> yes, I, I think they were supposed to help with erection problems, yes. Yes, that's what I mean, that's what I mean. Anyway, yeah, of course, the, the polite way of referring to it. It's very good to have his flowing locks back in the country. It's very nice, he's nice and tanned, he's had a very very tough punishment, it's been awful for him. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, it, well, he couldn't get hold of the 67 Beaujolais when he wanted it, it was awful. But uh, well, we're, we're pleased to have him back, and we look forward to having the media parked out in front of his house for the next six weeks. And his wife doing all his talking for him. Anyway, we're going to move on to the agenda for the evening, and uh, Gary Ablett's injured, obviously. And guys, I want to ask you, does this mean that the Suns are finished for the year? Mike? No. Yeah, look, I think they're in a bit of trouble. Um, I'm not sure that they'll make the eight. I'm not going to say they're not, but I think they'll be struggling for the next uh, couple of weeks. Well, they've got they've got the Lions uh, next week. That's a definitely winnable game, I think, even without Ablett. And then they've got other teams after that. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> who I'm, beat Frio? I'm, I'm getting there for us, guys. Don't worry. Hang on. <laughs> or uh, well, uh, well, actually, no. They've got they've got uh, St Kilda the week after that. At home, which is, again, definitely a winnable game. So they've those got, are two winnable games in a row. And they've got you guys at Eddie Head in round 20. Yeah. That's definitely Win a winnable Carlton. game for them. <laughs> Win. Melbourne? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, it's GWS. Uh, 
Port. Uh, that's probably a loss, one would so suspect. At, Met- at Metricon and uh, Anything Essendon. Anything And Essendon and will then, probably be a loss and, if we're uh, realistic about these things. Oh, yeah. And, let, and uh, round 23 is against West Coast Eagles, actually. So, no, they. The, I think they're still in it. I, th- I think there's, they need, there's four they of those things that they could win. Will that get them into the finals, Messenger? Oh, if they get four of them, that'll get them in because they've got oh. nine now. Um, but the problem they've got is their percentage isn't the best. The problem they've so, got as well is um, Adelaide and Essendon are both right in there as well. You'd think if they won three of those six, they probably won't make it on percentage because you'd think 12 wins will get you in. But, um, yeah, if they, they'll probably need to win four of them to make it, you'd think. I'm having trouble bringing the fixture up. But anyway, might, you know. But So you reckon four of the six, yeah. Oh, they're, they're I'd say four of the six are winnable. I don't think they'll win them all. I, I, I think if they get half of that, they'll have done well. well the, the, the more pertinent question is, can Adelaide win four of the last six? Because if they can win four of the six, they'll make it. Well, I guess that's a subject for the rundown, which obviously will take the place of the draft conversation we were going to have mm. tonight, because obviously none of us know anything about the draft. So, um, and we, we I did... like them as soon as we draft them. Uh, before that, I wouldn't know them from that. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> couldn't tell you who's in the draft. I, I wouldn't mind the guy that Collingwood are going to get. I hope I hope they are made to pay through the nose for, um, oh, for the ruck guy Peter Moore's son. I think oh, it's Darcy. Darcy the first Moore. round pick. They better. Well, they, they can't pay more than it, can they? I hope. Well, they're changing the formula apparently this year for uh, father son and everything. So. Why? Oh, I read they weren't changing it. They were saying staying as it is. I'm not sure if it might be the academy pick system then or something. I'm I don't know. Yeah. But we, we could talk about that. But I have a feeling the whole academy pick thing's a bit over the okay. top. It, I, I think it's over. I think it's overblown. To be honest, I think it's um it, it should be in line with the father son system. Yeah, and it is, isn't it? I hope so. so I don't what know. are we complaining about? I'm not complaining. Well, neither am I. You're complaining. You're the one that says it's a bit much, a bit over the top. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that it's a bit over the top. Oh, it's a bit much. Well, but I'm not calm, complaining about it. Calm down. Don't get your knickers in a knot. Listen. Listen, it's late, all right? Look, this is... Uh, look, Sean Burgoyne was told to... Uh, was telling people today to uh, respect Buddy and, uh, you know, not give him a hard time. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that, Messenger? Personally, I wouldn't boo Buddy. He's He is one of the probably the 12 best players to ever play for Hawthorne. And I enjoyed watching every game he played. And uh, he, he is, at the end of it, he is still going to be a dual premiership, dual Coleman Hawthorne player, whatever else he does at Sydney. I personally won't boo him. Is there a chance that nobody will boo him? Absolutely none. He is definitely, absolutely 100% going to get booed. And it'll be a shame, oh. but, you know, hopefully we, boo, we do it once we get out of our system and we get on with life. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, right. well, look, he's done what any other footballer would in, there, in that position. You know, he's taken the opportunity. He's been given, thrown a big wad of cash. And I think these days, you know, who wouldn't take up that offer it was thrown at him, especially when you've only got a limited window to play football. So he's, he's, he's done a very smart move. He's made a very smart move. Welcome to free agency. I mean, but I mean, he'll, he'll, they get four or five good years out of him. He's got three years of superannuation. I mean, he's due about... I think he's due about three and a half million in the last three years of his deal between mm. thirty-five and try gets to Wookie's age. I mean, it's pretty. It's a lot. I'm only, I'm only thirty-eight tomorrow. Settle down. 
<laughs> your birthday tomorrow. That's uh, Friday, actually. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah. all right, so, look, we'll move on. And uh, the Herald Sun today ran an article on umpires pets and who is the best at winning free kicks. And it does... I love the way it starts. It's not as glamorous as the towering mark or the mercurial goal. It's not as important as a spearing kick or an efficient handball. But certain AFL players are developing clever, perhaps cheeky ways to win free kicks. From ducking the knees to forcing a high tackle. How the hell is that even close to being as good? Well, it's effective, isn't it? When you look yeah. at what players are doing now, every time they go in for the tackle or every time they've got the ball and they've got a, someone coming in, running in, they drop their knees to to at least uh, force a chance of uh, receiving the free. It's, mm. it's pretty common now, actually. So the Herald Sun gives us five nominees. And Messenger, I'll give you five guesses... Well, no, I'll give you two guesses as to who is number one on the list, of, on the Herald Sun's list of... Uh, top free kick getters it, it's it's after you've asked a Hawthorne supporter and I'm mm-hmm. going to use my mental powers my deep mental powers and I, I see an image an image before me of, <laughs> of it's it's there's a forest a forest no woods and, and 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 a little pond and in the pond there's a duck it's a duck that's a duck duck wood Joel Selwood <laughs> well done well done yes Thank you. Joel Selwood has won more free kicks than any other player since 2008 uh, at an average of 2.8 free kicks a game. He's currently equal first with Mark Murphy. Um, so with 42 free kicks for the season. And most of these free kicks are given uh, due to high tackles, according to the Herald Sun. So I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who do you think is number two on the list? Oh, Jesus. Um, no, it's not no, Jesus. No. Matt uh, Spanger no. is number two. <laughs> Matt Spanger. <laughs> Oh, what did we say before? Jesus, I'm not paying paying attention, guys. Um, yeah, what's his name? Jesus. Uh, it, it, <laughs> not, not it's Jesus, almost like Spanger. it's almost like I didn't run through the list with you before in the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. You didn't. No, no. Research, research is a strong point here. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is not Judd, is it? <laughs> no, it's Brent Harvey. Oh, that's right, really? Harvey. It's, it's, yeah. it's, in 2008, the North Melbourne veteran admitted he used to take dives. No way. Oh, <laughs> Say it ain't so, Joe. S- says he doesn't do it anymore, though. Uh, no. Yes. So, there you go. Number three. Uh, mm. Messenger, who do you think it is? Didn't you just say it was Mark Murphy? No. Number three. on the on Chris the... Judd. No. Mike? Fish. Actually, no, you hang on, hang on. I thought you did say it was Mark Murphy number two and Boomer Harvey was number three. No. Oh. No, that's this season. Mark oh. Murphy's equal oh. with Joel Selwood. Right. But on the Herald Sun's list of top five free kick getters, uh, number three is Angus Wantfries. I mean, oh, that's Angus right. Munfries, uh, former yes. Essendon, now at Port Adelaide. And he he is, do- he's he... a mighty good simulator, is Angus. <laughs> yes. Uh, average 1.7 free kicks per game from 2005 to 2011. Uh, only 1.3 frees per match since then, though. And so. you know, when Angus Monfries has that pose he does where he's got his hands in the air and his lips pursed in utter disbelief, <laughs> and if you just squint your eye, he looks like a short Matthew Lloyd. In, uh, in round 14, uh, Hawthorne's Jordan Lewis, I think this was in 2011, was yes. suspended for two weeks for a headbutt on Montreux. Do you yes. remember this messenger? I, rem- 
I remember this, yes. After that, Monfries, after he was suspended, he admitted he took a dive trying to milk a free kick in front of Cole. Well, see, Jordan head moved towards him and Angus was thrown back like he was a character in The Matrix. Like, it was unbelievable. He flew back about 10 feet and then writhed on the ground. It was it was disgusting. All right, number four on the Herald Suns list, guys. Messenger, number four. Who number would it four? be? Number four. Number four on the Herald Suns list of five. Ooh, people who get lots of free kicks who don't deserve them mostly. Chris Judd. No. <laughs> Messenger, no. Jeez, we really weren't paying attention be before when you were out no, there. No, no. And we, look, I, I stress this. We, we, we went through the list before we did the before we started the podcast. <laughs> I, I know we did, but I, I was distracted by a bird. And what? so, so far, you've only got Joel Selwood, which you know speaks volumes for Joel Selwood. But no, Jack Rewalt's number four on the Herald Suns list. Um, that surprises me. Doesn't that surprise you? <laughs> The article makes a special note that News Corp photographers have a- captured ample shots of him pleading to umpires in a bid to win free kicks. Fans believe yeah. Rewalt appears to exaggerate contact in one-on-one contests. <laughs> no. No, say it ain't so, Joe. No. It's only averaged one, just over one free kick per game since 2009, apparently. Last on this list, Mike, who do you think it would be? In the top five uh, players. Okay, come on, we'll say Chris Judd. Chris Judd. No, it's not Chris Judd. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it's not. It is not Chris Judd. Could be any number of players from the Eagles, to be honest. But uh, no, it's Lindsay Thomas from North Melbourne. <laughs> according, uh. <laughs> according to the article... Uh, Thomas has averaged 1.3 kicks per game since 2011, yet averaged 1.4 frees against him during the same time. So, there you go. That's great. uh, The Herald Sun is running a poll on that sort of thing, which includes those five players and, quote, another player, unquote. (laughs) So, uh, go and vote there if you want. Or don't. I don't really care. Not going to lose any sleep over it. Requires you to read the Herald Sun, unfortunately, so... There you are. Now, uh, last on the agenda before we get into the games uh, from the weekend, and uh, Carlton have appointed uh, Stephen Trigg as uh, CEO, apparently with the AFL's endorsement. I would like to ask, and I say this as a lifelong Carlton supporter... And I mean, like, from the age of six, when I went home from primary school and told my North Melbourne supporting father that I was now a Carlton supporter and he sent me to bed without any dinner because I was betraying the family trust. (laughs) What the hell is going on at Princess Park? Because we're talking about a guy that openly admitted to uh, rigging the salary cap at uh, Adelaide. Yes. Fired Matt Rindell, who was later on uh, re-employed at Collingwood. Yes. And is universally hated in Adelaide for well, his management well, think... for his management of the Crows itself. 
I think what the, the, the recruiting firm that would have uh, got Trigg would probably have said he is well aligned with the cultural values of the organisation he's joining. But here's my problem. What are we going to do next? We're going to bring John Elliott back to run the club. We're going to bring Stephen Dank in to run the fitness department. We're going to bring Jeffrey Edelston in to run, run for treasurer. I mean, the possibilities are now endless. It's, it, it, it is amazing that somebody who probably shouldn't have had their, the job they had in Adelaide for as long as they did has now not only kept the job he had in Adelaide, but been, a recruit, been a, recruited by someone else. I find it astonishing. I find it, 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 it moronic. I find it astonishing. I honestly sit back and I look at the I look at the recruiting decisions we've made for the last five years. I look at the coaching decisions we've made for the last five years. I look at the appointments we've made to you know various assistant. How the hell John Barker is still an assistant coach at Carlton baffles me. <laughs> no end. But Sorry. you get that, and then you get this latest rubbish. Stephen Trigg is not fit to tie my shoes. I would not have him a CEO of a second-hand car yard. It just honestly, he, this is the worst possible decision they could have made short of getting in, you know, the former head of Enron or something. And even then, the former head of Enron would have, probably know what to do with the business. <laughs> well, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, Wookie, because, I mean, surely there is more talent amongst the second tier of AFL executives, you know, the operating officers, guys like that, that they don't have to resort to going to Stephen Trigg. There must have been some bright up-and-comer in another club that Carlton could have brought in as a CEO. I'm honestly surprised they didn't just promote Andy McKay to the job um, <laughs> from, from, from so, Carlton. So that not only have they brought Stephen Trigg in, they've overlooked one of their favourite sons. I Maybe they were going to. They should have thrown the job at Stephen Silvani or something. But no, no. There's there was apparently no one else. We got the only CEO in recent times to be convicted of salary cap breaches at a club where we are under the most intense, you know, supervision of our salary cap because of what we did in two thousand one, two thousand and two. In fact, there could not be a worse club to bring Stephen Trigg to in terms of his reputation and our reputation. I don't well, I just mean, it, it baffles me. It would be like it would be like oh, I, 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 I it honestly would be don't like know. a very it would be like a very poorly qualified person being hired to very poorly. It would be like bringing Lance Armstrong in to run Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might as well. You know. <laughs> now. I just now, like... is there any support for this on the Carlton board at all? I don't go on the Carlton board. I'm too scared these days. I think there's pe- back, people but... have written off to the to the uh, to the Carlton administration asking what the hell is going on, and they've written back saying that they they headhunted and this was the best that they could come up with. Um, tells me that either no one was interested, and this was all they could. And, and apparently, he's got the AFL's endorsement and everything. And whoop de doo You know, I, it, it just... Surely if that's the best you can... If you can't get someone you want at the time... You don't you get anyone. somebody on an interim <laughs> basis and, you've, and you wait. That's right. They, they should have had an acting CEO. Yes. Oh, just... 
get somebody when you can get somebody good. Don't just appoint someone for the hell of having someone there. Because that's how we get this guy. And honestly, the decisions at my club leave me absolutely in despair. Because it, it just... It's not showing any signs of improving. It's... Yeah. It's all doom and gloom, isn't it? Come on. If if Seppo were alive to see your despair... Wow. (laughs) I think if there's one person in a worse mood than me about football, it'll be Seppo. That's right, So I take some measure of comfort in that. Anyway, with that out of the way, I hope that met with your expectations. I was hoping for a bit more teeth gnashing and... Perhaps rubbing gravel through what's left of your oh, hair. But... I did that earlier. I did that earlier in the week. <laughs> absolutely baffles me. I just don't get the appointment. I don't understand why they've done it. I just can't think of a worse fit in terms of improving our st- our status and our situation. It just makes no sense. Anyway, but then Carlton. It's like it's like the freaking eighties all over again. But anyway. Yes, that's what we. That's everybody's nodding their head. Everybody, both <laughs> the people who listen to this podcast it, are nodding their head. It's like the eighties, yeah, except he's not. Carlton. It's like the eighties, except he's not the best person for the job that we would have just poached from somebody and paid them an obscene amount of money to do so. I don't even know. I don't even think the eighties guys would have got him. <laughs> like, we would have gone and got Ross Oakley or something from the Rebels or something. You know, I, I just. Oh dear! <laughs> like, there had to be other options out there, and I just assume they turned us down, which well, I can't really blame them at the moment. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to the the round. It was a short round. All right. So cue the Indiana Jones music. Yes. <laughs> For those of us of a middle no. age. Yeah. All right. Now, now, I've just sat here quietly while you've had your wins. Is, is it all out now? Is it all over? No, we've moved we on. Sure? We've moved on, and we're we're dealing with uh, the games to come. Uh, well, the games from the weekend. All right. Mm. <laughs> Friday night, Carlton played North Melbourne at the uh, at Etihad, I believe. And uh, this game, Carlton won, surprising many by twenty three points. How did you see the game, Gus? I I watched some of it, I will admit. It was a standard definition game. I did watch some of it. I, I am staggered. If you were a North Melbourne supporter, you'd be you'd be absolutely going bananas, wouldn't you? So I'm just having a look at the top eight and North Melbourne have beaten one, two, three, four four of the top five teams. I would like. I would just like to say that this is the first team in the eight Carlton have beaten all year. <laughs> so. Yeah, but their record against teams outside the eight is appalling. Yeah, mm. and just, it is. You it know, is. and they really, by rights, if they'd been consistent, they should be. You know, they should be fourth, or third, or fourth. And they just. I mean, they just. They play a couple of good weeks, and then they just deliver dross like that. And yeah. So here's my question for you. Out of that, Jared Waite comes back and kicks four goals, two for the game. Does anyone... Well, his contract is up at Carlton. He goes into restricted free agency at the end of the year. Will anyone pick him up? Mike? No. 
No, I don't think anyone will pick him up. I think he'll be staying at Carlton for a while yet. Mm-hmm. I reckon you guys might have a crack at him, Mike. No, no, I don't think so. I um, think you will. I think no. <laughs> oh, I, you said to be the expert. And what makes you what makes you say that? Because you guys haven't had a forward since Barry Hall left. So you think we'd go to wait at Carlton? I think no, you would but... go to anyone for like for a forward at the moment. Look, no, no. Look, we, we, we've got we've got uh, we've got Redpath. And if there's anything, if they are go, if they would make a play for anyone, it would probably be someone from GWS. I don't know who. It might be Patton. Um, it might be Cameron. I think Cameron's out of contract, isn't he? One of them is. Um, Cameron is, but I... yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, I'm, all I'm just saying is, if we were going to make a play for a forward, a key position forward, it would be one of those guys, young mm. guys. No, very cool. I don't think we will. I think we'll stick with uh, Redpath, and I think we'll probably draft. I would like to point out that I predicted the win for Carlton. Uh, just by, before we just get by, it, by, you, by, you, by 21 points, I'll have you know, and it was a 23-point margin, so I was pretty can, happy with can that. You, can you let us in on how much, uh, how much, uh, how old uh, Mr. Waite is? He's 30. Right. I, I think you might find he's going to make a country league team very happy next year. Be playing for Yarrawonga. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Look, Why not? Gisborne. Join up with uh, Mr. Favola. Yeah, that's pair. right. <laughs> All right, Saturday, Saturday evening. There was no Saturday afternoon game in a round with five games. Absolutely baffles me. But uh, Saturday evening, St Kilda played Fremantle in a game we have discussed briefly earlier, and this may shed some light under why Seppo isn't here. But uh, St Kilda not only won, but they won. Well, they flogged them in the end. 58 they points. Certainly did. 58 point wins. Freeman only kicked 60 points. So it's, um... it's it's difficult to quantify how bad St Kilda have been this year, and for them to pull that from their nether regions is staggering. It is a staggering result. Fremantle, I don't know what was going through their minds. No idea. Look, they, I just don't think they paid St Kilda any respect, and that's what happens when you don't respect a team. Yeah, they flog you. Yeah. Mm. I thought they just thought they were going to turn up and win. Yeah, well, that's it's caught many a team before. Uh, you're streaming along, you take it easy against one side. There you go. Saturday night, GWS played Geelong at uh, Spotless Stadium in front of a very small crowd, but, uh, but uh, Ge- Geelong just got away with it in the end. Seven points. Jeez, they were lucky Geelong just to get away with that. They, they sort of... They, GWS just... They were just a little bit off in that last five minutes. I, I watched a bit of it despite my BTSD ban, but they... They were just a little bit off, and Geelong, they didn't make any mistakes in that last five, ten minutes, and and um, it's the difference between a team that's been there and done that and a, a team that's still a little bit wet behind the ears. But, um, yeah, I, it's a shame, isn't it? GWS deserved to win that. I thought they were, they were pretty good the way they came back. Because they this... were a fair way behind at one stage, weren't they? They were five, six goals behind at mm. one point. Mm. Does this in any way yeah. reflect on Geelong's chances in the finals? Um, Mike, you go. I don't look. I don't know. I don't really think so. To be honest with you, I think probably again Geelong were just taking it a bit too easy, and again didn't uh, pay enough respect to GWS. Um, 
So, but I, I think they'll still be okay. I think there's a lot more questionable teams come finals, you know, in terms of Gold Coast and, uh, and North, for example. So, so that that begs a question here then: if if these if both Fremantle and Geelong took their foot off the pedal a bit against lower class, is it is that what clubs are doing now? Like, like the top clubs are they going to be taking their foot off the pedal a bit to try and keep themselves fresh for the finals? Yeah, look, possibly. And there was an interesting article. Um, or there's been an interesting few comments about uh, you know the, the teams in the eight um, playing playing pretty poorly against uh, the lower place teams um, in recent weeks or months. So seems to be a bit of a trend actually for those uh, teams in the top eight to be playing or taking it easy against the lower teams. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I mean Geelong have had a lot of close games this year, and I think they they've had eight eight games where the margin's been under twenty points, and they've won every single one of them. So they do enough to get over the line. But in terms of their finals prospects, I personally still think they'll play top four. Mm. They're nowhere within Kiwi of Sydney. But I don't see any reason why they couldn't beat anybody else. Mm. All right. Sunday afternoon, early afternoon, Port Adelaide played Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. They just held on in the end. Uh, 72 to 69. It was a three-point win to Port Adelaide. Um, it's it's been a very rough trot for the port. It's been a bit of home cooking there for the port in the end, wasn't it? But it was the umpiring. <laughs> bit of home cooking. <laughs> well, here's another game we're just talking about where Melbourne, another side that's been playing pretty average and and nearly snatched a win against Port. But see, Melbourne have done that a few times this year as well. They they've had these patches of brilliance, which I think can only bode them well for next year where they'll pick up more and more consistency, especially if Roos sticks around. If he doesn't stick around, who knows what'll happen. But if he does, I think they're just going to get better and better. I think they'll be more like Gold Coast and, and kind of start picking up as the years go on. Yeah. I, I, they were they were very, very stiff to lose that, and, mm. and it's a terrible shame. I think Melbourne would actually be the best-performed visiting team at Adelaide Oval this year, wouldn't they? They'd be, <laughs> probably. Yeah, because I mean, Narrow lost to Port. They beat the Crows. They beat the, yeah. I don't think teams have done much better than Melbourne at Adelaide over this year. No. The Western Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon, Mike, uh, lost to <coughs> Essendon by seven points. Yeah, well, if it hadn't have been for Carlisle having a, a rip roar, he, he's what kept him in the bloody game. But yeah, what can you do? What can you do? I think we had a bit of a we had a bad patch in the last quarter there and didn't keep the intensity up. But um, yeah, Carlisle has his has his uh, one good game for the year and kicks eight. I think he's had a few good games this year, Carlisle. <laughs> it was sarcasm. It was sarcasm. Ah, well. but he did. He, he did. He he definitely kept us sitting in. Without Carlisle, that, that wouldn't have uh, been anywhere near. Kept uh, anywhere near close to us. All right. Um, it's obviously a split round, so there are uh, only five games this weekend. There's four games coming next weekend. Uh, none of which are in conventional time slots. No Saturday afternoon games, no Sunday afternoon games. It's oh. it's, uh, it's it's quite dodgy, really. But uh, West Coast played Richmond on Friday night at Patterson Stadium. So good to see the Friday nights yeah. being spread around to the interstate clubs as well. That's, that's great. We can't wait to watch. It should, should be an awful game. <laughs> it should be a shocking game. <laughs> um, yes. Who's going to win, Goss? Well, West Coast really have West Coast really have to win this, don't they? Oh, I mean, you know, really. so for some self-respect. I mean, uh, the, things have not gone well. They 
they, this year. They they're almost the the the, the sum is less than the, the parts at West Coast, and I keep waiting for them to be good, and they keep disappointing me. But I, I, if they lose this, that'd be terrible. <laughs> But it's almost a dead rubber, isn't it? I mean, really, it's... It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't affect doesn't, the finals. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it could, I suppose. West Coast could still theoretically make them, I think. Yeah, West Coast is still in with a shot. Yeah, they can. They mathematically... And yeah, Richmond, yeah. Richmond mathematically could if every other club above them uh, loses everything, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> gets, gets their licence suspended or something, <laughs> There is always, you there's, know, there there's is always, always the faint hope. There's always a way into the finals if you've got Essendon above you. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Saturday evening at the Gabba, you've got the Q Clash, which, again, is the worst named uh, of the uh, feature matches that the AFL has. Uh, the Brisbane Lions have Gold Coast. Uh, I expect Gold Coast to win this, but it, it'll be close, I think. I I I think the Lions might win this one. I think the I think Gold Coast. This is one of the ones that Gold Coast really have to bag. Um, but I I've got a sneaky one that the Lions will grab this one. Actually, I I, uh, I agree with you on that one. I've got a feeling that Lions will pop up too and and, and win this one. Mm. So why do I even be on the podcast? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Saturday Saturday night. Buddy match, the Buddy Cup, or whatever they call it, Hawthorne v Sydney at the MCG. Oh, it's the Brett O'Farrell Cup, I think, named after <laughs> or the, Darren uh, the Darren Kepler plate, or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm actually well, I'm actually going for Hawthorne in this one. I think Hawthorne are going to beat them. I'm going for Sydney. You do that. I am going for Sydney, and I'm going for Buddy to kick a, a ton on Josh Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope Buddy I, breaks I Fed Franning's that. record. That's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. <laughs> You'll kick two goals. <laughs> I, uh, I want to see Josh... Know, I don't know. You, you think they'll put Ryan Klingenmakers on him? <laughs> I want to see Josh Kennedy and Lance Franklin combine together to, like, take out the Brownlow votes, three and two, and Franklin to kick, like, so many goals, you need an abacus to count them, and Josh Kennedy to get so many possessions, like, it'll just be unbelievable. That's what I want to see. Messenger, what are your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) I I believe in my boys. I believe in my boys. They've had a week off. Uh, Brad Hill should be back as well, and uh, for a a bit of run, a bit of spark in the middle. So, um, oh look, we won't be favourites, but uh, at home we're 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 a shot, we're a mm-hmm. shot. And Sunday twilight bringing up the end of the round. Collingwood uh, play Adelaide at the MCG. No Sunday afternoon game. No other game at can all across just... the country. This is Sunday twilight. Can uh, we just stop to 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 bask in the stupidity of this of this fixture decision? I'm this absolutely baffled by it. Why? Like Why couldn't this be at 2 o'clock? There's no clashes. There's no... The only way this makes sense to me is if there is an absolute fix in the broadcast agreement that says a game must be played at this time. That is the only way it makes sense. How many... Let's, let's, have a, let's place... Guess the crowd. This is a Collingwood home game. 
they're playing an interstate team. You know, if you're living in Adelaide, would you travel for this? No. And then have to go and finish at 7 o'clock and then turn around and fly back? No. You're not coming. I predict about 40,000, no more for this. And if they got 40,000 to a Collingwood home game, that is an unmitigated disaster. Well, they only I, got... I would, you would think Collingwood would have budgeted for 50 for this, for sure. You think so? Oh, yeah. I don't absolutely. think so. I think 45, 46 is about normal for this. Oh, that's... that. If they got 40 or less, that would be... Yeah, that would be under 40 would be, the, would be the disaster on this, I think. And it could happen. Because it has been absolutely ball-tearingly freezing here. If, if this, this was week. the Sunday night fixture that really was a disaster, this would be under 30,000. Well, I can tell you what, oh, at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock at the MCG on a Sunday night this week, it is going to be absolutely freezing. Oh, it's, I think it's like that across most of the southeast at the moment. I know I'm personally responsible for most of the greenhouse gas emissions out of my fireplace. I, I personally, say else, I, I personally <laughs> am uh, the greatest threat to the ozone layer at the moment. Yes, no. oh, I think it's ludicrous fixturing. But anyway, Collingwood, oh, Collingwood will win this, won't they? You'd think so. Won't they? You'd hope so. Collingwood would hope so. Collingwood would hope so, but yeah. But um, I, I just, I don't really care. I hate Adelaide and I hate Collingwood, so. That's that's beautiful. So uh, yeah, pretty. I think Collingwood will win, but you know I'm not phased if Adelaide do. You know I just don't care. That's that's great. All that's my all my, all my all my energies are focused into Sydney beating Hawthorne this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where, that's where my energies lie. That's, Anything else is a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, aren't you going to be disappointed then next week or after the weekend? I'm always disappointed. I'm a Carlton supporter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Good. I hope Steve. I hope Stephen Trigg goes out for lunch with bloody John Elliott for some tips. <laughs> That's, That's what you do, right? <laughs> Use the extra thick paper bags because they hold the fifties much better. <laughs> oh, right. Just check, <laughs> checking in on the ladder and uh, the Swans, who obviously have Hawthorne this weekend. They're up. On top with five wins straight. Geelong coming second with four wins straight. They've got North Melbourne next. Hawthorne have Sydney this week. They're at, uh, well, one win in a row, having lost the week before. Fremantle, uh, they just lost it to somebody. <laughs> Seppo can tell us all about it next week. <laughs> they have Carlton next. Um, Port Adelaide, uh, they're coming in fifth. North Melbourne sixth. Essendon 7th and Collingwood 8th uh, there. If Adelaide beat Collingwood here, they've got better percentage and they will jump into 8th spot. Ooh. There you go. Ooh. Adelaide's percentage 108, Collingwood's percentage 106. Uh, Adelaide win, they go to 9 wins, equal with Collingwood. So... Oh, we're going to have to do a run home next podcast. We're going to have to do the... This is, this is Adelaide's chance, I think. So they take this. You reckon this is their last chance? No, I think this is Adelaide's chance to get in there because Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. If yeah. Gold Coast win this weekend, eighth spot is not guaranteed because they don't have the percentage as we've discussed. Mm. So if Adelaide win, they'll jump over Gold Coast and Collingwood into eighth spot, oh. and it'll be very hard to get them out after that. I suspect. Mm. So. 
obviously I mean, Essendon, Essendon play Sydney the following week, so in Sydney, so there's a yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's um, and that, and there could be a, a percentage a precipitous percentage drop. They they might be all worn out from their flogging of Hawthorne on the weekend though, so that. Uh... You know, that's, Essendon will probably surprise not, us all and get up there. Very, you're not being very nice about this. I never am. Very nice <laughs> I don't have much to hang my hopes on for the season, so <laughs> trust me on this, I'll be hanging my hopes on very thin threads indeed from now on. <laughs> West Coast coming in 11th spot there. Uh, still a chance, but they need a lot of things to go right from them. They are two games out of the eight, and they are probably the last team that has a chance of making it in at the moment. Richmond... Probably too far out now with six wins. Uh, three games out of the eight. Carlton also on, on six wins. I'm just saying. No. Mathematically, no, we're talking about mathematical possibilities here. We're not talking about realistic shots. The Bulldogs also on six wins. Uh, GWS, Melbourne, Brisbane and St Kilda all on four apiece, which is I, one I, of the more even ladders, if you're wondering. It is. But I don't believe that Carlton are mathematically possible now. I didn't say Carlton. What? You didn't. No. Because that would be... You You would be checking you for a fever if we did <laughs> Richmond. I'm not sure what's given you this idea that I'm positive about Carlton at all at the moment. Well, I just wanted to check. I just wanted to check, you know. I've I, I wandered think... off the reservation a couple of times in the podcast. I'm just saying yeah. we can probably win one or two more games if we're lucky, but um, I don't think it's going to be much more beyond that. And Richard's problem would be if they would they would have to win every game from here on in, and they will have to pick up a, a boatload of percentage. Oh, not just that, and teams above them would all have to lose, and just oh yeah, it it just it wouldn't happen. How many wins do you think makes it? Twelve or thirteen? I think this year. I think thirteen. I think, I think it's 13. going to be thirteen, which is going to get you eight spot. I think so, and that's that's probably going to be the highest for a while. Yeah, I think you're right. So, but... Oh, well. Dead rubber. Be interesting. Collingwood and Adelaide's the game to watch, really, in that respect. Hawthorne and Sydney won't change a hell of a lot. Uh, Hawthorne are still fighting for top four. I mean, they're no... Hawthorne are top four. No guarantee to make top four. Only Port Adelaide could not... Only Port Adelaide can really knock them out. The other side's below fifth for two... uh, two, um, And even Port, I don't think, can do it by the end of the year. I think they're just going to continue dropping off. But North, Essendon and Collingwood, they're nowhere near consistent enough to take a place in the top four. Oh, and yeah, I don't even I think I don't I even think they can. Like, well, the critical game then will be, I think in a couple of weeks, um, uh, Porter hosting Fremantle. I think it's a couple of weeks away. Obviously, and Hawthorne we'll, actually, and Hawthorne have a trip to uh, Patterson's to play Fremantle as well. So obviously, we'll go into the, that in uh, some, we'll go into that in some detail next week when we look at the run home for everybody. Mm. And uh, we'll uh, we'll canvas the options and see where people could and couldn't finish, and we'll all do our ladder predictors and whatnot for that. Mm. That should be fascinating, guys. What are oh, you uh, looking forward to the most from the coming weekend's football? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Buddy again. I you know I haven't been in the same stadium as him since that. Grand final, and you might be surprised about this, Wookie, but they play football in September. It's called finals. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my, my, my club's actually won, won a fair few grand finals. Won the last one of those, and 
Yeah, so I'll probably go along. I might hopefully catch up with respected uh, moderator and friend of Essendon, Eccles, for a beer, <laughs> and, uh, which is always fun. But, look, we'll go along and uh, hopefully we'll see the Hawks get up. But that's, that's pretty much the only thing I'm looking forward to because the rest of the weekend looks pretty pretty yuck, really. Seppo? Oh. <laughs> oh, what are you looking for? <laughs> Listen, that's what you for. No, no respect. No respect for Seppo. <laughs> oh, Mike, poor Seppo. He's looking... not going to live this down, is he? No. Mike, what are you looking forward to, mate? Oh, jeez. Look, with all those lovely games on this weekend, it's really hard to go past the West Coast Richmond game. I mean, you've got two informed teams there. No, who am I kidding? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, there Back goes the... Matt Sprangian. Uh, Matt Sprangian's going to be complex if he uses this. But, um... Hawthorne, <laughs> <laughs> Sydney. Look, I think it's uh, probably a repeat, you know, repeat of last year's grand final, obviously, and a, maybe another prequel to this year's grand final. And, uh... I think... Oh, yeah, look, I don't know. I, I, I just got a feeling that Hawthorne will win this one. And not convincingly, but, um... They'll, uh, you know, they'll do well. A win for the Hawks here would put them into second spot. A good win would put them into top spot. So, it'd have to be a pretty good win. You'd have to, to pick up that much. You'd pick up four percent. Yeah, you'd have to be. You're talking probably a twelve, thirteen goal win. Well, there, I said a good you? win, didn't I? Yeah, but that's that's a pretty amazing win. A good win would be forty points. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. In fact, a good win. I'll take one. I'll take one. <laughs> Look, my highlight, so, um, I'm looking forward to Buddy Franklin absolutely dominating. Absolutely dominating. He is going to run right on the MCG. He is going to make Hawthorne players look like they are running around in jello. That's what he's going to do. He's going to make them so look like it, they are flies caught in amber. <laughs> so, does that mean if, uh, if that doesn't happen, we're not going to have a podcast next week for the main board? <laughs> Look, I live by the sword. I die by the sword. If, if, I, if I'm not here and we don't have a podcast next week, it's not because I didn't want to do it. It's because circumstances have you're prevented it. You're not a very... I'd just like to say this. You're not a very pleasant person, all right? You're very, oh, very mean about this whole thing. Hey, I, I have taken my slings and arrows from you people all year over my team's well, pathetic performances. Well, well, you should. You, you barrack for a joke of a football club. Mm. Who still has Let's one more like finals than you? Village. What's that? Who still has one more grand finals than you lot? Yeah, are we going to go just back not, and count just not recently. or whatever again? You know, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, in, hey. the, in the stats that actually matter, we still have one more than you. So. You can't well, actually, count no, you don't, is that, that Because that's an asterisk, that, that last uh, Kelton Premiership. No, 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 it's and, not. Yeah, it's and an asterisk, it, yep. How is it an asterisk? You cannot count any game in which you kicked a sheep skull through the goals, all right? <laughs> so how, you can rule hang out on, hang most on, hang of your what, what asterisks are you talking about? We're talking the salary about... cap issues. No, but... didn't apply to 95. Oh, didn't it? No. You're thinking oh, of Essendon's it? one in 93. Carlton in 95 did not get done for the salary cap. It was from 97 to 99 or 96 to 99. That's only because it took them that bloody long to catch up to them. I'm just saying, it didn't include... Yeah, exactly. Carlton were not yeah, done for yes, 95, yes. so stick that where the sun don't shine, Mr. I won a grand final in 1955 or something and I'm still living on it. <laughs> hey, I think I was in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they have integrity. They have integrity. They <laughs> have integrity. I'd rather win games... I think I see the problem here. 
Yeah, hang on. Yeah, <laughs> man, just be careful what you're going to say here because we don't uh, we don't pay hush money to certain people for indiscretions in our club. Really? Yeah. Aren't you the club That's that like just stands people out the front and shames them in front of the entire group so much so that they go in the media and start slamming in Brad Johnson? No. <laughs> what are you talking Absolutely about? Not. Absolutely not. Jason Ackermanis dares to uh, disagree. Oh, Jason Ackermanis. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's the Messiah. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a naughty boy. Yeah, Mr. Look at me, look at me. Yeah. Jeez. I think he was unfairly done by it, the Bulldogs. You know, the, bull, the Bulldogs, no. who's, the Bulldogs no, who's most charismatic... No, no, no. He, 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 was to, he was told, he was asked to uh, curb his media comments and unfortunately... He of course he far. was. You can't have anyone with charisma at the Bulldogs. The last time they had someone with charisma, it was like... Ted Whitten. <sighs> Charlie Sutton. <laughs> you know... When Carlton are languishing and still tanking in ten years' time, yeah. Oh come on, you guys had you guys were finalists in like two thousand nine and still couldn't get the job done. Hang on, Did, aren't yeah, you well... the team that lost to the team that finished ninth? Or was that Richmond? I can't remember which. <laughs> no, we were the team that finished ninth. Richmond right, finished in the finals final, and we yeah. beat them. Because so. yeah. you always want to have Essendon above you when it comes to that time of year. Well, you know. They weren't yes. above us for long. <laughs> I think I think whoever planned the draw this year was hoping for something similar again. Essendon got Carlton in the last round. <laughs> like, I, I and I tell you now, I hope Essendon get knocked out of the finals by us. That's that's my only hope for the rest of this year. Last round, Essendon need to win to make the finals, and Carlton no. This is this is when you know your season's over when you hang your hat on being a spoiler for the finals. No, I oh, hang we're my... going to shape the eight. I'm we're hanging my hat. We're going to shape it. Ooh, it's like it's like our piece of clay. It's, it's like North, the North Melbourne role for the last ten years. Um, yeah, no, I'm hanging my hat on one thing and one thing only at the moment, and that is Buddy demolishing Hawthorne. That's, yeah, that's... You're getting boring. You're boring. Gee, someone's got a case of sour grapes tonight, haven't we? Didn't haven't do it. They? Just yeah, haven't they? You think I'm going to go along and and enjoy it? I'm going to go along and enjoy the experience. All righty. Well, I think um, we might have come to the end of this podcast. <laughs> uh, join us next week when someone won't be here. Um... <laughs> it'll either be me or Messenger. It'll be one of the two of us. <laughs> one of the two of us. Yeah. Anyway, Seppo might not come back if he's free. Well, Frio can't lose next listen, week as well. So, listen, it's very, it's very mean to speak about Seppo like that. I'd Especially just like, when he's not here to defend himself. That's I'd just like he to might say, have a valid reason. I'd just like to say, when we were doing the rundown, it wasn't my idea to pick on Seppo. <laughs> I may have run with it, but it wasn't my idea. Uh, I was only following orders. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Nuremberg the defense applies here. <laughs> Yeah, well, Chief told us to do it, and uh, so we did. Yeah. <laughs> We're just pawns in his money-making empire. <laughs> yes. So to the uh, to all of our valued listeners, thank you for uh, listening, and good night from uh, myself, and good night from Messenger. Good night. And good night from uh, Seppo. And good night from Mike. Good night, guys. I'll see you soon, buddy.
and we'll see you all on the forums. <laughs>